Nothing nasty about it at all as we say hello to this beautiful hour ahead of us. KRFF 95.9 LPFM, Moorhead Fargo, 701-478-4959. Welcome. It's a beautiful day, I'd say, outside. Of course, it's always 420 degrees in here. I'm dressed appropriately. It's Wilson. Can I talk ND with Wilson? What's that you say as you fell into this? It's the best show you're ever going to listen to between 4 and 5. And at 4.20, I give you a fresh bag of cannabis news. That's right. We're going to discuss that. 4.20. Up till then, we're going to do all the necessary important stuff. RadioFreeFargo.org. Go there. Donate. You can listen to this later. Kind of talk ND on YouTube. Uh, we'll strip the music and then give this to you tomorrow around 5 o'clock. And that's how we do it. Next Thursday's Thanksgiving. I'm going to be here. I'm going to wear a turkey costume. Ah, you betcha I will. I'm going to have drumsticks with. Okay, none of that's true except for me. I'm going to be here Thursday because I'm a loser and you're my only friends. Okay, well, let's move on. Now, YMCA of Cass and Clay Counties, uh, as part of their to-go meal program, suppers are distributed to-go style free of charge to kids uh, kids 18 years and younger at six area locations. Each child may receive one to-go meal bag per week, which includes five suppers. View distribution details at http backslash YMCA, CassClay.org, backslash dot 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 backslash community, dot 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 backslash youth, Food programs. Meals are provided in partnership with the state of North Dakota and the USDA. USDA is an equal opportunity provider. And anytime I can tell anybody about free food, you best believe I'm going to do that. So YMCA, kicking down food for your kids up to 18. So, you know, in these quote-unquote times, people like to say that. I just like to say, if whenever you can get a leg up, get a leg up. Because if you don't, you get in your head. In the mobile mental health crisis response, numbers 1-800-233-4512. The New Life Center helps people who are homeless and hurting go from merely surviving to truly thriving. Their aim is to help people in need discover value and find hope. The New Life Center has evolved into a multifaceted emergency and crisis service center. To learn more about NLC, visit their website at www.bargonlc.org or give them a call at 701-235-4453. And I can tell you firsthand that to eat the meals that they kick down free, you're going to have to blow into the dealy alcohol-free, like you're going to have to blow in the blower and because the door won't open if you blow hot. Again, I know that firsthand. So anyway, kind of talking to you with Wilson. We talk about cannabis here. We talk about cannabis in a positive light. We talk about legalization happening, you know, efforts happening here first, and then we spread out. Or I like to go out far and then pull in close. Meanwhile, it's your boy Wilson. We're here, and we're going to do it. So, anyway, we're right up at our first musical break. Seems like it just happened, but it's Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider. This thing sets up for like 30-some seconds. So, again, can of talk and deal with your boy Wilson, 420. Isn't that cool? All right, I'll let you listen to it. See you in four minutes, nine seconds. Man, Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider. It's a classic 1981. That's exciting. RadioFreeFargo.org, stream it, get on your dial 95.9. I also forgot to say that between noon and 3, we got side stage with Trav every stinking Thursday, just like me. Can of Talk Indeed with Wilson from 4 to 5. I give you a fresh bag of cannabis news at 4.20. I curate a uh, week's pass of the news. And I'm not going to lie, there, you know, there isn't a whole lot to talk about, but there is. You know, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to have to embellish about six minutes. Because, you know, why would I do that? I want you to know that I've got everything you possibly need. 
here at uh, Radio Free Fargo, Canatalk ND with Wilson, Canatalk ND on the YouTubes, ND for Freedom on Facebook, Canaheads on Canatalk ND. That's uh, Pilko the Tech Man's baby. Check that out if you'd like. And here we are. It's uh, kind of a gloomy day here in Fargo, but it's always 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately, and uh, I hope everybody else is ready for this thing, too. So uh, let's see. Uh, I'm wearing my Measure 3 gear. Remember that? 2018, November 6th. Um, I switched my old phone to my new phone, and that's when Google Drive like likes to regurgitate, you know, all these old pictures from who knows. And uh, I got to looking, and it, it, I was pretty immersed in the Measure 3, you know. I didn't realize I was a walking billboard for legalization. And anybody that's followed Measure 3 knew that, too. And it's just interesting because we're in this weird, embroiled political thing. Like, did they, you know, did they, you know, funny the numbers, you know? Was there some manipulation? You know, you want to believe that everybody's honest. Nobody would ever manipulate anything. No, not when power and stuff's involved. But, I mean, I'm going to be 46 next year, and I wasn't born yesterday. Although I was up for a whole summer and three days one time. I digress. My point is, is I got to thinking about Measure 3, and everybody was, you know, zealous about getting it passed. And I remember I went to the courthouse and did an early, you know, ballot deal. And apparently they knew how many early ballots, and you just went to the courthouse. Here I went downtown. And they said that there was over 100,000 early ballots that had never been cast like that before. And I never, ever seen it applied to the percentages of Measure 3 for legalization of cannabis back in 2018. And I always wondered about it because everybody talked about it, how many signatures people had gotten in the voting ballot, and it was mostly all pro Cannabis people. They just wanted to hurry up and get it done. But then I bring it up. They're like, well, don't be a baby. You lost. But it's like, well, what did happen to those 178,000 early ballots that, you know, and some people told me, well, if the margin's too wide, they don't count them. I don't know. But it seems weird to me. And I just would share that with you guys. And we're up to our final musical break before the big old fat bag of cannabis gets dropped on your head. And I mean news. Oops. My own phrase. I messed it up. But anyway, uh, it's kind of, uh, I got Blind Boys Alabama up, and I love those guys, and they got brand new music. And uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to me how, like, I don't know, it's, it's a gospel tune, but it's this blind guy's biography, basically, this song, Almost Home. And uh, we're going to get at it right now, and I'm going to see you in nine minutes. We'll do Can I Talk and Deal with Wilson. Freak like me, Paul Cawthon. Well, for, uh, you know, start that off was Almost Home, the Blind Boys Alabama, off their Almost Home uh, brand new album. Those guys have got to be, man, in the 80s. I mean, I, I mean that song, what, I mean, stripped down piano, just four dudes behind them. And, I mean, it couldn't have been a fuller, you know, what's that moisture in my eyes kind of song. It's really a good song. And I am uh, kind of talking D with Wilson right on the other side of this intro. We are cruising right along. It's almost like I'm doing this on purpose. Let's, uh. Well, let's do it. I'll see you on the other side of this. We'll do it. Canatalk ND, Radio Free Fargo, 95.9er. Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. First spliff of the day is the best one. If you got your medical card, you know what I'm saying. If you don't, then you better not. 
unless you're in a state where, uh, you know, because I'm here to uh, change the law, not break the law. Uh, Can of Talk Indy with Wilson every Thursday, 4 o'clock, I kick it off. And then at 420, I give you a fresh bag of cannabis news. And that's uh, where we've waded into currently. It's 420 and it's 420 degrees in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. I hope you guys are as well. And we're going to get into some news. And uh, like I said, 80% of this is going to be true. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a slow week for cannabis because, man, how can you compare to two Thursdays ago post-election when cannabis sweeped the world? Well, the nation, you know. So I've got a few things to just kind of, you know, talk about, you know, just kind of casual. Like, um, I'm not going to preface when I start to lie, you know, but I, I will tell you that there might, you know, I might have to embellish. However, Fargo's the best town to live in, and I live here. So, you know, come on, move over here. Come on, you know, move into my apartment building. Hey, but refer, say Wilson referred you, then I get 75 bucks. Okay, Radio Free Fargo, 95.9, uh, RadioFreeFargo.org. Go there and donate. Can I talk ND with Wilson every Thursday. Again, Can I talk uh, ND, it'll be YouTube tomorrow. And I'm going to fill up the next uh, 25 minutes or so of cannabis-related news in a positive light. Even if it's bad, I'll spin it, but there isn't nothing really bad. It's just there's not a whole lot to talk about. However, you know, I'm still going to be able to do it pretty easily. I've got, like, you know, five different pages, which I can kind of rip on, you know. But uh, I did want to say, like, next Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I'm sure I'll be here because i got a daughter in Dickinson. She's got a new dude, so I don't know what they're going to do. But it's probably not going to be with me, which... You know, I was here last Thanksgiving on Thursday, had a buddy in here. So, you know, I'm just trying to come up with something that wouldn't be just normal, you know. And I haven't had guests in a while, which I feel like I'm getting in the pocket by for doing it solo. You know, when we were pushing the measure, I had to have people in here, you know, because we were specifically pushing it. I mean, I'm wearing my Measure 3 hoodie. I didn't wear that for the first year or two because we were pushing a different measure, you know. But now I can wear what I want, you know, because I want it to be the... You know, I wanted to represent exactly what I wanted you to get into. And that was that particular measure. As far as I know, nothing's really cooking, you know. But as soon as there is, I will uh, let you know here on Kind of Talking to with Wilson because that's what I do. But the first article I'm going to talk about, oh, I was going to say, so then after Thanksgiving, it looks like I'm going to have somebody in here who uh, lives in the area and had a CBD plant kerfluffle. You know, so that's interesting, and I know that you're going to want to listen to that. So next Thursday is Turkey Day. I'll be here, so, you know, but if you have to go do family stuff, well, you know, I would suggest that you bring it with and just turn it on right by Grandpa. But that's just me, and then after that, it looks like we're going to have the, what's this, your CBD is, you know, above the limit, and then what happens? You know, I'm interested to find that out, and I know you guys are too, and so two Thursdays, Get on over here, 420. We'll talk about it. But anyway, North Carolina Task Force calls for decrim of marijuana. Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, a North Carolina Racial Equity Task Force is recommending the decrim of marijuana possession. You know, and I don't know if there's been rec- racial equity task force always. You know, I don't know if that's a new thing they created. I'm thinking like it's always been around. What are they scratching their heads? How can we be less racist? I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me. But anyway, they've recommended decriming of marijuana because apparently these geniuses have decided that there is racial disparity 
you know, when it comes to. So here we go. I got some uh, stats for you. White and black North Carolinians use marijuana at similar rates, okay? Yet black people are disproportionately arrested and sentenced. Additionally, it is time for North Carolina to start having a real conversation. This is ABC 11. I'm reading this from. Uh, it is time for North Carolina to start having real conversations about a safe, measured public health approach to potentially legalizing marijuana. You know, and even the the, the most hesitant of people, you know, Attorney General, he, he said that as as nicely and politically as he could, you know, and they're, you know, certainly don't have it legal, you know. So anyway, Justice Anita Earls, who's a co-chair on the task force, she said 63% of more than 10,000 convictions of cannabis in 2019 were minorities. So that leaves, what, 37 of white people. However, they were only 30% of the population. And it shows that the populations have roughly the same percentage of marijuana use. So if my math is right, the, you know, black people have 30% up to 70%, but the same amount of white people are getting busted or something. So it sounds horrible. Solid uh, ups to these guys. Um, here's what they want to do. They want to pass legislation to decrim the possession of up to one and a half ounces by making such a possession a civil offense. And then you can expunge past convictions through an automatic process. And that's what I like. You know, old Dougie B., he didn't have an automatic process. Seemed like he had a lot of, well, again, anytime he's quoted as putting the word disease next to cannabis, I don't, I don't hear anything anymore, you know? And so anyway, they're going to convene a task force of stakeholders free from conflict of interest, which, man, why would you ever need to put that in there? You know, there should all, I mean, the government should be the conflict of interest place of recognition. You know, there should be a guy following around each and every one of those guys going, I don't know. That seems like a conflict of interest. Buddy. So anyway, they're going to study the pros and cons and options for legalization of possession, cultivation, and sale. They're going to improve drug enforcement, data collection, and reporting through required whatever. They're going to de-emphasize felony drug possession arrests for trace quantities under 0.25 grams. And de-emphasize cannabis arrests in non-locations, whatever that means, I don't know. But... We're going to move right into Wisconsin. Now, I don't know if any of you guys know anything about cannabis in Wisconsin or booze in Wisconsin. But I used to do reenactments the pre-1840s. And uh, I did, uh, well, a cookery called Doc's Wild Rice Cookery. We did, uh, we dressed the part, you know, we talked in the lingo, blah 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 And we cooked food for the public and for, you know, the participants of these, what they call it, you know, camping for sport. And uh, I did reenactments, you know, well, the kid was like nine to like 17 or so. So I did about seven or so years and I had a circuit and I loved working in Wisconsin. You know, they have a lot of reenactments there, Fort Atkinson, you know, and then in this case, Oshkosh was, I was there for the fourth. And then I was in uh, Prairie du Chien, you know, Fort Folavon was Northern Wisconsin. And that was actual fort grounds, but I was there a lot. And it was cool because you got to camp where no, people paid to just see you camping, you know, and you could do whatever you want. You could dig a hole for a fire pit. You know, you could have booze in a mug, you know, nobody know because you, you couldn't have like labeled stuff. Everything had to be in a whatever. My point is, is Wisconsin, they used to say, if you could get up on the bar stool, they'd serve you a shot. You know, like if parents said, Bobby's good, serve him a brew brew. It was cool in Wisconsin. And then Madison had, was even more liberal than that because it had the University of Wisconsin. And uh, I had friends there, you know, like lacrosse and that sort of stuff. And they were quick to mention that cannabis, you know, was decrimmed in Madison. Now, I don't know how you do that because why couldn't Fargo, because it passed in Measure 3, we got like 50-some percent of the vote. How come we couldn't do what Madison does? Now, I don't know that, 
But this is what we're talking about now, Wisconsin and Madison, because Madison has always, okay, here we go. I'll read it to you. You guys, you don't have to listen to me anymore. Well, you got to, but words that I didn't come up with. City officials in Madison, Wisconsin, have voted to remove most local penalties for marijuana possession and consumption, effectively allowing cannabis use by all adults 18 and older. Now, point, these guys have decided to go 18 and older instead of 21 and older, which, you know, is pretty cool, pretty cool. The Madison comment, because again, I've always said, if you're if, if you're an old enough age to go and get your head blown off for somebody else that isn't over there, you should be able to do whatever you want. Certainly consuming cannabis for your PTSD, but anything, anything anybody can do, if you're fighting for our freedoms and you're risking your stinking life and your sanity and all that stuff, there shouldn't be a restriction for you. You should get to do whatever you want. You don't do it with a pistol, bloody boots. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, this is something you don't normally see, 18 and older. So the Madison Common Council, they voted unanimously, so that's something, on Tuesday night to approve a package of three ordinances overhauling the city's marijuana laws. Taken together, the changes permit adults to carry up about an ounce of cannabis locally and consume it on public or private property. Now, that's crazy. And how do they get to do that when there's no... When cannabis is illegal in Wisconsin, you know, I mean, there's no, no offense, but there's more corn Fred. Hey, how you doing there? Let me look in your car, cops, you know, than I've ever seen. I mean, once those highways went to go like they go A or Highway W, be careful in those towns, you know, because, you know, when you, when they say to slow down, you better slow down unless you feel like, you know, getting rectally examined by, you know, corn, corn Bob. I digress. Smoking cannabis will remain prohibited in places where cigarettes or other tobacco devices are banned, and no one can have marijuana on school buses or within a thousand feet of a school. Well, that's nice. I'm glad the council came up with that, you know. Hey, 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 not on the school bus. Hey, well, there's not a rule against it. Consumption on private property, meanwhile, requires permission of the property owner, landlord, or tenant, and then otherwise it will carry a $1 fine, you know. I don't, <laughs> let's just give Madison a hand. Fantastic. So, again, Madison, the coolest town in Wisconsin, although Wisconsin is a beautiful state, I've always enjoyed, you know, being there. Back when I drank, the beers were good, ciders were good, you know, Jack Link's jerky distribution gas station is on the way there. Laws against marijuana distribution will remain intact, allowing police to bring charges against anyone they suspect of selling the drug. Driving under the influence of a controlled substance also remains illegal, and it should always be that way, and so... We're kind of creeping up onto this more act. You know, I don't like to get into that that kind of political stuff. But if they de, you know, if they reduce the schedule, and it just, I don't, I'll never understand why cannabis got lumped in with heroin and stuff. If in fact it wasn't a smear campaign, you know, if it wasn't specifically like the people that were about it wanted it in there, they needed it in there. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be able to cut trees down. You know, and then it just. It hung. I just don't know why we're so quick to go, our ancestors were racist, and so that's horrible, and then still trust them to know exactly what cannabis was, you know, for us. You know, we're so riddled with pharmaceutical-driven products, you know, down to shampoos and toothpaste. You know, you show me three girls, and one of them is going to say that the stupid deodorant they used in their armpits caused, like, you know, breast cancer or whatever. However, I've got Becky's body butter on my armpits because that's just how I rock. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't smell, but I certainly do a lot less sweating, and there's nothing in there 
that you know you start talking. I don't want to get all weird. No talk about net metals and foreign metals and stuff. But there is a lot of you know statistics that say that some of the stuff you're rubbing on your body to protect you for something is causing other things. That's all I'm going to say about it. But cannabis never does that. It's your best buddy. It'll do whatever you need it for. It'll fix your head and it'll keep your armpits from sweating. Can I get a witness? So anyway, uh, the reality is that we shouldn't even be talking about this tonight. Verveer said, calling it preposterous and outrageous that the Wisconsin state legislators have not moved long ago towards legal and regulated doll use of cannabis. And that's true. Like so many other states have across the country. So I don't, you know, I don't get it, but it was unanimous, you know. So, and here's a quick thing. Based on a 20-year study of casual possession of marijuana ordinance citations issued by the Madison Police Department, he said... Approximately 51% of those citations were issued to whites, which sounds racist anyway when you choose white people, and a little over 43% were issued to blacks. And this sounds weird. That, of course, is despite the fact that our black brothers and sisters, just that just sounds racist, in no way are anywhere close to 43% of our community's population today. Studies indicate racial groups tend to use cannabis at similar rates. I wish we didn't even have to have these items on our agenda tonight, said Alderman, and I'm with them. I'm with all of them. So what's cool is students 18 and over would be able to possess in an email to the Herald. He intentionally set the new initiatives limit at 18, which is cool. Um, I think, though, that Wisconsin is on the right track. And uh, I would say North Dakota is not on the right track. However, when we will have states so close to us, are we not on the right track? You know, maybe that track is just right over the, you know, over the hill and through the woods to the dispensary in South Dakota slash grandma's house. But anyway, um, I just wanted to say this here, that you're listening to Canatalk ND with Wilson. Bring your fresh bag of cannabis news every Thursday at 420. We start getting into it. That's what we're doing here now on Radio Free Fargo 95.9er. Uh, states legalizing marijuana, Arkansas. Let's see, federal government to blame for more states legalizing it, Arkansas governor says. Now, you know, now I'm not saying the governor of Arkansas is the top of you know he, he can't be smarter than a lot of people because he's from arkansas hey whoa 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 i'm just kidding but anyway the governor of arkansas says the federal government's lax approach to cannabis is to blame for the growing number of states that are enacting legalization now when i think about that i'm thinking well yeah because we wanted the government to do it and they didn't so we're doing it ourselves some states are a little slow at doing it you know like we seem to be caught up in our own Money bubble, you know, oil and rape in the land and all that horrible stuff. It's, you know, it's no surprise that we're holding out for a natural solution to our problems. But it is, in fact, why the states, in my opinion, are legalizing it because we just thought the government would hold it down. But then, you know, they're not. So if we don't need them, then... We don't need them. So anyway, there's not a clear federal position on legalization of marijuana. Legalization of drugs, if there's not a clear federal position, then there's going to be a continued erosion and movement toward legalization of marijuana at state level. Again, he uses funny words, you know, continued erosion. It just sounds like a bad thing. When, in fact, we're just doing the job ourselves at different speeds. You know, one state looks at another one and goes, oh, okay, they can do it, but we can do it. And it's just not about those hippy-dippy-doo-dahs over in the western part of the, of the United States. You know, now South Dakota and Montana is part of the cool group. And again, they didn't care what color they were. They're just smart people, you know. And that's what I think the political parties are getting messed up, you know, that we 
could be lied to a certain amount of time. And then we're like, nah, now I'm going to hear any of it. I'm done listening to you tell me what I should vote on, you know, or how I should vote. Talking to you, Christy, don't know him. I don't know why she's got to be so attractive, you know. I just wish she was a little uglier talking all that smack about cannabis. But, uh, man, y'all see that one thing? She's wearing, like, this country western shirt with, the, like, the, you know, like the pearl buttons. Man. Okay, I'm past that. But I just wanted to say that this guy in Arkansas seems to think that the federal government is to blame. And he's right. Because if they'd have legalized it, then the states wouldn't have. Wouldn't have done anything, you know. So I just wanted to say this. Marijuana legalization got, and again, I'm reading from Marijuana Moment. This is Kyle Yeager. Marijuana legalization got more votes than Trump, Biden, and other officials in multiple states. So let's just read a little of this. The 2020 election showed yet again that cannabis legalization, I said cannabis because I'm sick of saying marijuana, and I know it's called Marijuana Moment, so it couldn't be cannabis moment, but come on, Kyle. Bipartisan appeal. And the mainstream nature of the issue is demonstrated clearly when comparing the support that cannabis reform got at the ballot box this month to that brought in major candidates for president in a year that saw the highest level of voter turnout in American history in no small part due to the heated race. The incumbent was ousted. Cannabis legalization ballot measures were approved in red and blue states, proving to be more popular than many candidates. Uh, Arizona, they uh, passed uh, with one million, almost two million votes. Just four years after a similar measure failed. Um, This time, cannabis beat out both President Trump. He was at 1.6. Biden was at 1.6. That's crazy. The Arizona marijuana vote also exceeded the Democrat senator-elect. Mississippi, more voters in conservative Mississippi voted to enact a medical cannabis program, um, almost a mil, 774. Actually, Trump and Biden are just under them by a couple, you know, like 98 and, you know, 937. So legalizing cannabis was also more popular than a Republican, Senator Kenny Hyde. Montana, they got 341,000 votes to Biden's 244,000 votes. So I don't know what even that means. But it's, it sounds cool. Uh, New Jersey, they approved it with almost over 2.5 million, and it exceeds the boast uh, for Biden and them. Trump was like 1.8, you know. So here we go, South Dakota. They got 291,000 for medical and 225 for recreational, which the numbers for recreational at South Dakota did come in a little slower, even though I jumped the gun because I'm an idiot. The recreational win in South Dakota wasn't a wasn't a win-win, you know. It wasn't a win-win. I mean, it, it's a win-win, but it was a, it was kind of a nail-biter win. Uh, both initiatives received more votes than Biden. Uh, let's see, 150 for Biden. Uh, let's see. Additionally, the medical cannabis proposal got more votes than Trump, so that's crazy. So we might as well keep talking. Oregon. Uh, let's see. They, I mean, they decrimmed all kinds of stuff. And again, this is a cannabis show. So if I were to tell you that I I don't know that I agree, you know, I know I always used to believe that, you know, it's a victimless crime. And if you create a crime out of something that's a personal issue, it might be better. But I don't know if I'm getting older, but I feel like legalizing crack, I, I, I don't know. I'm not so sure I'm into it. But again, everything else, you know, they've got all kinds of research, the psilocybin and the DMTs and all that stuff for, you know, all kinds of medical issues. But legalizing smack and stuff, I just don't know. That's it. You know, I'm not judging nobody. I just don't know. You know, it, just, it isn't as reasonably clear, you know, 
that that should be done. So that's all I got to say about that. And we are creeping up to the end here. New Jersey Assembly Committee passes marijuana sales. Marijuana sales. Let's see. Uh, let's see. New Jersey, they passed a marijuana sale bill. Like last week, they rescinded it because they were going to put it out real quick. And uh, so here they, let me see here. They pushed to pass the legislation. I don't know. I don't care about that. Um, Mexico, though, is... Uh, is really cooking. I think they're going to discuss it next week. Uh, let's see. Rhode Island lawmakers say marijuana legalization has momentum for 2021 during Senate hearing. I'm just reading off marijuana moment. Quite honestly, I'm just buying a little time here. Mexican Senate committees formally. So I'd like to thank everybody for checking out Canada Talk ND with Wilson. Next week, Thanksgiving, I'll be here, 4 o'clock. Fresh bag of cannabis news at 420. So come on through. Get your big fat face full of turkey and listen to me ramble about the best thing that ever happened to us. Cannabis. RadioFreeFargo.org. Can of heads on Sunday. Can of talk in the Mexican Senate committee's formally approved marijuana legalization bill for full floor action. Now that sounds that sounds dirty. All right, full floor action. But again, I'm a new guy. Everything's clean. Namaste. Key Mexican Senate committees on Wednesday approved a bill to legalize marijuana nationwide. And a full floor is expected soon. I mean, these guys have dragged, these Mexican Senate committee members have drugged this thing out so long. Because, I mean, they were looking at it during Measure 3, 2018. And it's not like... They said, we're not going to talk about it for two years. It's almost like they'll, they're like, we're going to talk about it next October. Then they're like, um, it's going to come up in November. Then they'll be like, we've decided to do it in January. Like, I, there's no real rhyme or reason why these guys, you know. But anyway, they approved the proposal months after passing an earlier version of full vote in the chamber could come as soon as Thursday. But again, they're the Vegas people. It could come as soon as Thursday or they could be voting on it next year, which I want to say that I am going back to Mexico, uh, you know, COVID willing, you know, to get the last of my dental work dealt with, you know, get my smile perfect. I've got the plane ticket, which is actually like $70 cheaper than when I went last year. I don't know who's to blame. And I probably won't have to sit so close to somebody because I hated that. I mean, I just... Didn't want to touch anybody, you know? So I'm in there in like that weird knee, arms, elbows, and it was horrible. But to not have anybody on either side of me might be real sweet. But anyway, my point is, is it'd be nice if Mexico had some of that available because it, it really spikes my anxiety. Now, there's a weird store in West Laco that I get CBD, but it, it tasted funny. I didn't love it. So it'd be cool if Mexico could take care of me. But anyway, it looks like... Again, they're doing 18 and older, too, so that's awesome. Uh, to purchase and possess up to 28 grams of marijuana and cultivate up to four plants for personal use. That's beautiful for Mexico. Most of the amendments that have been added since the prior virtual hearing are technical in nature. So, again, they want you to believe that it's happening. However, there was a notable revision to make it so people who grow cannabis for personal use will not be subject to a requirement to have regulators track plants. And if we have the guests that I plan to have two Thursdays from now, we can find out about these regulator track planter regulators, you know, or they show up at your house and go, we're going to test your, you know, your stuff. And if it's beep, 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 then what happens? You know, do they burn it? They got a bonfire. They tell you to get rid of it. 
You know, like that seems like a weird idea. You know, uh, you show me a person that has time to get rid of it, and I'll show you another guy who just got a hold of all kinds of high THC CBD plants. So I'm saying. But anyway, um, good on Mexico. Um, let's see if I can glean any more quick information. The rest of it's in Spanish, so I guess the short answer is no. RadioFreeFargo.org. You can get over there and donate. They let me do my thing. I, I respect the station. I've always liked the station. You know, I I do. But this hour of programming on KRFF 95.9 LPFM is being underwritten by Terps Candy. Terps Candy enhances, relieves, and relaxes with the power of terpenes. And they make a great CBD companion. Uh, Terps Candy can be found at 14 Fargo-Moorhead locations or online at terpscandy.net. Terps, Terps Candy, they enhance, relieve, relax. Candy with a conscience. Two cool dudes. Can I talk ND? Every Thursday, 4 o'clock, we get started. 4.20, I give you a fresh bag of cannabis news. It's always 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. We've creamed, cream, creeped? Hey, well, that makes sense. Up to our final musical break. First up is All You Fascists Bound to Lose, brand new Resistance Revival course. And it's got Rhiannon Giddens from uh, Carolina Chocolate Drops. I just heard about these guys because I love World Cafe. Because everybody should. And if you're not listening to World Cafe, World Cafe on NPR, you know, just jump off something high. Just kidding. And the last song I got is ACDC, brand new. And uh, if you're into space music or, you know, or like I would say Adam Q music, there's kind of a jam band groove in here. But again, people will say new ACDC. Well, you got to listen to it. You have to. No matter what genre or whatever you like, you got to listen to it. And I did, and so I picked the one that I thought I liked the best. But again, uh, Brian Johnson, his he had a throat box problem. He wasn't supposed to sing anymore, not to mention these guys are 150 years old, soaked in alcohol. Angus Young lost his brother, and Phil Rudd, the drummer, wasn't supposed to be doing anything either. Well, bingo, bango, the throat problem got, you know, handled. Brian Johnson's back. Angus is in, you know, and they claim, well, Angus, I listened to an interview with him. He said that he hasn't had any surgeries, any injuries from doing that weird kick. He said he's fallen through holes in the floor of stages, but he said he's got zero health issues and he's rocking. And so that's awesome. That's kick you when you're down. Let's get into this thing. Kick you when you're down, ACDC. That's brand new Power Up album 2020. Right before that, all you fascists bound to lose. Resistance Revival Chorus with Rhiannon Giddens from Carolina Chocolate Drop. This Joy is the album. It's brand new. So there you go. And uh, Radio Free Fargo, KRFF 95.9 LPFM, Moorhead Fargo. I got a call in, but we don't have a real phone, so I got no idea how to do that. So whoever called, sorry. You know, sorry, so sorry. All right. But uh, can I talk indie with Wilson? Every Thursday, 4 o'clock, we get into it. I blow some songs in. You know, I blow some songs your way. Then we talk about cannabis in a positive light. I give you what's going on in the legalization push. And then whatever else I decide to tell you at 420. It's always 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. That part, you got to take care of yourself. But uh, it's came to an end here. I hope you guys had a good time, like I had a good time. And I'll be back. You can uh, you can uh, bet that. You can bet on that. I'll be looking around for new news so I can impress you. Because at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to impress you with my news ability. You know, because I, I know when I would listen to newsy stuff, you know, like morning things, 
if you had the internet, you already knew all that stuff. So it was like you were hearing it again, you know, just a different way. And so I would hope that if I do my job right, you only know a little about what I start talking about. You may have heard it somewhere, and then I flesh it out. But again, cannabis can change the nation. It is it is the healing of the nation. I mean, cannabis says it would do that. It'll heal the nation and the people in the nation. So we got to stop, I don't know, acting like it's so horrible. And if you've never done it yourself, maybe stop talking about like you know what it is and what it's like. You know, stop comparing it to stuff that you have never compared it to. Because again, if it was up to me, I'd get all those closed-minded uppity-up people. I'd stick them in the Fargo Civic Center and blow smoke in, unbeknownst to them. And then once they solved problems and, you know, worked amongst themselves, I'd be like, you know why you guys have become so agreeable? Because you're high, buddy. So let's get it legalized. Stop being a stuff shirt. So, you know, come on back next Thursday. Educate yourself so you can educate somebody else. It's been good talking to you. Come back. David Allen, Judgment Day. Bye.